0: Poem.
1: No, poem. poem. I believe it's, I, I've heard it poem.
0: <laughs> it's not poem. poem. It's, no, it's not poem. It's not like P-O-M-E. <laughs> I'm Jordan Kistner, author of the essay collection Thin Places. And this is Thresholds, a weekly series of conversations with writers and artists about moments of epiphany or transformation that changed their lives and their work. A moment that they stepped across, like a threshold, into something new. And the way that experience changed everything they wrote afterward.
2: <laughs> We're here with our producer We're, We're so okay. bad at
0: this yes. Okay, we are here with uh, Producer, Threshold's producer Drew Broussard Who is coming live from Upstate New
1: York Hi, Jordan
0: Hi. Uh,
1: it's fun, it's a little different, right?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit different And um, I mean, it's not that different For me, because your voice Is always on the Always in kind of my headphones, but Uh, nice that everyone else gets to hear you too.
1: Well, not to be like, why am I here? But what are we doing?
0: Oh, yeah. What are we doing? Uh, well, Drew and I have been talking for a while about the fact that there is so much kind of amazing audio that hits the cutting room floor every time we are preparing these for release, uh, and that we have kind of wanted to be able to do something with some of that old material that was great, but maybe a tangent, Um, We also have been wanting to make some space for people to write in with questions. We want to follow up with some of our old guests. And so we came up with this idea of doing kind of like a grab bag episode at the end of, I don't know, five or six episodes. We're going to do a grab bag that kind of wraps everything up and puts things in conversation and gives us a chance to air some of this, this really great. Stuff that didn't really fit in the in the regular episode format.
1: It feels like it matches our first capsule theme of experimentation too. This is kind of an experiment. <laughs> we don't really know what we're doing.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we like this, and if we don't, we'll never do it again. But if we do, <laughs> <we'll>, <laughs> if we do, we'll just keep keep doing it. I'm kind of excited about it. Me too.
1: Um, something that landed on the cutting room floor just a couple of weeks ago. Was Jordan you got asked a question that I don't know that you've been asked before on this show
0: uh yeah, that was Sheila hetty kind of turned turned it around on me um that was a gr I, we tend to cut parts of the conversations where someone asks me a question those tend, not <laughs> yeah. to cut, those tend not to make it to the final show um but this one was really like one of actually one of my favorite parts of of that chat with her um so we thought maybe we would uh, put it in here.
2: Why are you interested in thresholds?
0: Um, nobody's ever asked me that question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they are, elliptically speaking, like the kind of thing that I always want to write about, the thing that I'm always kind of looking to write about, usually because I'm interested in stories about reversals or subversion and so I'm always kind of interested in a story that turns itself inside out or turns around in some way um and the moment where that's happening both in life and sort of technically in the in the essay I think about as a sort of a you know threshold is one word you could use to describe a moment like that and those I'm like very attracted to to that um, as a phenomenon in the world and as something to try to execute on the page, but it's really hard. And so when someone asked me what I would want to talk to other writers about, I wanted to ask them about that, um, how that how they've wrestled with that in their lives and then in their practices.
2: So wait, what do you like? So what was an experience in your life or a life that you heard about in which something as you turned around, like what? I'm just curious for a, a tangible example of that. I worked for a while on this essay about deep brain
0: stimulation, which is this procedure that can be used where you implant electrodes into the brain and sort of hook your brain up to a pacemaker. And it can be used to Help people with really intractable depression or OCD, and I got really fascinated in the the idea that there's a part of the brain that you can stimulate to radically change your experience of being a person in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so I was, you know, interested in writing about like what what is happening just then, where everything changes, but there's no, but there's nothing to see exactly. It's just a felt thing. Um, and I feel like a threshold is one way of talking about something like that. And I and I am always curious about people who are writing in ways that evoke that too, in some way. Mm-hmm. Which it feels like pure color does.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Like, that's interesting, that moment that everything changes in the brain because there is... I guess if you get down to like nanoseconds. I mean, I okay, so what's happening in my head is like I'm like, well, is there a moment that something is there a decisive moment where things do change or is it when you get down as granular as you can, is it all um so amorphous that you can't pinpoint the moment that something changes. And then the, yeah, and that so that brings you that question in life like are there are there pivotal moments or epiphany or crisis or things when when, or is it all gradual all threshold as you put it
1: remember when we used to ask people like a whole list of rapid fire questions at the end of our in-person interviews before all, (laughs) all, all of this stuff happened right yeah
0: I don't I don't know why we stopped doing that. I really, I think the first, first, first interview we recorded was with Alex Chi and he had really good ones. Yeah. Particularly. And I think I feel like they would be really appropriate for this week because his, all of his recommendations were about like what he historically has turned to in moments of feeling moments of, like political crisis or feeling like the world is on fire, which, mm-hmm. you know,
1: uh, evergreen today.
3: <laughs> at the time Ann Carson probably was one of the writers that kept me the most company in particular an essay of theirs kinds of water it has a title that doesn't seem like it's connected to the essay it's in plain water uh, and which is the to say that's the book that it's in and It tells the story of a trip to Santiago de Compostela along the Pilgrim's Route across Spain. For me, about the idea of a pilgrimage at the time, that I guess that I felt like I was also on, which was this idea of, like, not so much that I was traveling somewhere for God as much as I was traveling, trying to figure out, like, where can I live in this world, you know? So, and how. So, so yeah, definitely I reread that essay probably the most of anything in the, in the decade after I found it, which I found it in like 1989, 1990. And somewhere around like the year 2000, I remember thinking like you could read other things, (laughs) Like, like on a more regular basis besides just this essay, um, well, it's the Joy Williams, the writing of Joy Williams, for sure. And then this, there's this weird kind of. What's funny? I was talking about this book with someone the other day, uh, Teresa Hakyung Cha's dictate, and the question was like, "Do we call it? What do we call it? Is it a memoir? Is it a novel? It's not really any of those things. It's a a kind of." It feels like, a, has the feeling of a play made out of her life in text, but uh, also lots of it is imagined and there, the nine muses are figures inside of it. And also it's about her figuring out her relationship to the world, I guess you could say. That's the loosest description I could probably find.
0: What about music? What do you like to listen to? Or what were you listening to then?
3: Oh, uh definitely the throwing muses, the breeders. And I guess we were big fans of I was a big fan of to remember my mixtapes from the time. Uh the rhythmics, especially.
0: When you're like feeling again on that threshold, who do you want to talk to?
3: Hmm the world (laughs) which I guess is why I became a writer nice (laughs) I think the the whole project of of writing is something that I came to with a great deal of ambivalence initially and it was partly because I'm contrarian and people were always telling me to go be a writer and I was like fuck you I'm gonna (laughs) choose whatever i want myself thanks um who knows maybe they were right
0: So one of the things we're doing is uh, fielding some listener questions. We put out a call for questions for the show for me, uh, and we got a bunch back. And so, Drew, would you would you be the voice of the questioner? Would you read the questions, and I'll see what I can do
1: answering them uh, now. Sure. Okay. All right, off the bat, what is your favorite question to be asked as a writer, and/or your favorite question to ask guests on the show? Mm,
0: that's a good one. I I think my favorite question to be asked as a writer is who I love reading. Um, ooh, yeah, or who I'm excited about, which is which actually is kind of like rhymes with the way that i like to ask questions both on the show and when i'm working like out reporting or talking to someone i'm profiling i love talking about what i love mm-hmm. more than i love talking about myself <laughs> and <laughs> people that tends to be true of people i mean i mean that like people get really excited to tell you something they love and writers and artists in general are just full of enthusiasms and artistic romances for other other people's work my actual favorite question that i ask every show though often we don't you almost never will will hear me asking it because we edit it out um is what have i not asked you that maybe we should talk about oh yeah um what have i not asked you that maybe what has nobody asked you yet about xyz um, that you've been really wanting to talk about Because sometimes, I don't know, half the time People are like, I oh, don't know, nothing We're good, and that's great And sometimes people have had Some kind of burning like Some, some sort of thing they want to get off their chest mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it winds up Being really cool, and I would have never I would have never known to ask about that particular thing
1: Yeah It's fun, it's just nice to ask people Like you said, what they're excited about Because it does, it can be surprising Totally We talk to a lot of writers and many of them talk about their process at some point. Do you have advice for, I mean, the question is how not to hate writing, but it it, it could also just be like, you know, how to, how to keep going. Oh God. How not to
0: hate writing. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, Drew, you write
1: as faithfully as anybody I know. How do you keep going? Oh, I mean, I just force myself to do it. It's like in a way that is sometimes it does feel like pain it's painful, you know? But there is yeah. also I don't know, you can try to find the fun in it. And I think honestly, I I listen to like when I'm I'm trying to avoid writing, I will often be like, Oh, I should go listen to an episode of this show or of another interview show that I like to like listen to writers who I like, um, you chief among them, Jordan, to be like, Oh right. I want to be like these people. I want to be a part of this. So the only way for me to do that is to sit down, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, it feels like what, just what trick, how can you get your
1: butt in the chair? It is all tricks, isn't it? Okay. I like, I like the phrasing of this question too. What poem hits you so hard it makes you sit down on the floor?
0: Yeah, I like the phrasing of that question too. It's like, what poem is so good. It is like blunt force. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually the first one that comes to mind is a poem by Jericho Brown called Another Elegy, which he actually, when we interviewed him for this series, he read aloud, just mm-hmm. like live in the interview. And I had to just about lay down on the floor. <laughs> that's a, that's a, um, cause it was a, just such a beautiful reading too. And that's a poem that I read and it felt like it, you know, was so, I don't know, so perfect, so powerful that I really did feel like I had to just sit down on the floor. And I memorized it at the time years ago, which I have a habit of doing if it's a poem that I feel that way about. And so to get to hear him read it, um, Mm. and that did stay in the episode. So anyone can just go back and listen to that reading. Um, wait, sorry, we can actually just listen to that now.
1: To believe in God is to love what none can see. Let a lover go, let him walk out with the good spoons or die without a signature. And so much remains for scrubbing, for a polish cleaner than devotion. Tonight, God is one spot and you, you must be one blind nun. You wipe, you rub, but love won't move.
0: so many past guests on this show that are doing really really cool things right now yeah um, that we wanna that we wanna shout out
1: Melissa Phoebos has a new book coming out on March 15th called Body Work I've read it it's so good it's so good you have a chance to still pre-order it which is also very exciting
0: Yeah, uh, we've also got Rebecca Carroll. Uh, Her memoir, Surviving the White Gaze, is really brilliant. She came on to talk about it over the summer, and it came out in paperback yesterday, March 8th. So go get that.
1: Speaking of pre-orders, Ocean Vuong has his second poetry collection, Time is a Mother, coming out on April 5th, uh, which I feel like everyone in the world is just wildly excited about.
0: Yeah, I, I'm excited to read that. I have not read it yet. Um, we also uh, wanted to send a shout out and some love to our pal, like Jawad. Her cancer memoir, Between Two Kingdoms, just came out in paperback. It's an incredibly beautiful book. It was a bestseller. Um, and recently her cancer came back. So she's in the hospital again. And we are sending her lots of love. And go get that book. Yeah. And that's it. We're going to take next week off... To get things moving on our next slate of episodes. And we'll be back on March 23rd.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. I have to go back into the producer closet now.
0: Thresholds is a production of Lit Hub Radio. We're produced by Drew Broussard and Justin Alvarez. Music and editing by Laura Faye Oshwood of Arthur Moon. Our art is by Kirsten Huber. Special thanks to Ferrar Strauss, and Drew. I'm Jordan Kissner. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jordan.Kissner. We'll see you next week.